Slinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntexSportsFan.com. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Gives back to Dennis. 12 to shoot. Dennis, top of the key. Working against Perry. Into the paint. Gets by him. Layup. No good. Follow. No good. Loose ball. K-State has it. Oh, he was right there. And Eve Misi had a good look at the follow. Couldn't get it to go. Perry on the baseline. Passes. Left corner. Three is no good. Rebound. Who's got it? Gasson for Kansas State. Kaluma a three, and it's good. Oh, and he's fouled. Kaluma hit a three, and he'll have a chance at a four-point play. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, by Kaleo Wealth Management, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. All right, here we go. 6.2 seconds remaining in overtime. There's the inbound near side court. They need a quick shot. And the bank, obviously. Walter, the inbounder. The love. Head fake. Up with a three. It's no good. Right corner. Loose ball. Knocked out. Ray J. Dennis, a three at the buzzer is no good. And the Bears fall in overtime to Kansas State. 68-64 here in Manhattan. And John, uh, this one stings enough, but you look back at the game, and the Bears had opportunities to separate, particularly when the game was on the line and just weren't able to do that. They missed key free throws. They were never able to make enough threes to have a chance to separate. And uh, that four-point play by Kansas State really was Baylor's undoing. Now. From the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. All right, cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Media Network from last night in the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas. Bears fall in overtime to Kansas State, 68-64, the final score. Welcome in, John Morris Show on a Wednesday, a little different this afternoon. We are back from Manhattan, got uh, landed in Waco about 1.15 this morning, laid my head on my pillow at 2 a.m. this morning, uh, but uh, I need to be... Um, not in attendance in the studio this afternoon, attending a funeral this afternoon. Um, Ty Beard, our son-in-law, his grandmother passed away, and the service is uh, going on right now, uh, or actually the visitation right now, and the service at 3 o'clock today in Midlothian. So we need to be there to support Ty and his family, and I know you understand that. So leaving things in the audio vault for you. Here's uh, an Aaron will make things run to perfection. So thank you to Aaron. But uh, here's what we have left for you today. One of our most recent lunch with the legends was with Tweedy Carter, one of Baylor basketball's all-time greats and Tweedy now on Coach Drew's staff. And just a great addition to the staff fills a key role in player development uh, and a guy that has some really good life lessons that he learned and can share with the current players. So Tweedy, just a great part of Coach Drew's staff. And uh, let you lis- listen into a portion of that Lunch with a Legend with 
Tweety Carter. So that's what we've got coming up in the hour. Uh, did mention that Baylor uh, fell to Kansas State last night. Baylor's next game will be coming up on Saturday. It's an 11 a.m. tip-off in Austin against the University of Texas. And we'll have the broadcast beginning at 10.30 Saturday morning, 11 a.m. tip-off. Television is on ESPN, and uh, it's it's the uh, A1 crew. It's Dan Schulman. It's Jay Billis uh, doing that game from Austin on Saturday. So next big game for the Bears really uh, makes you, after a loss, you can't dwell on that. You've got to turn the page pretty quickly and uh, and look ahead to your next tough road challenge in the Big 12. And that's what the Bears are doing. Off day today, practice for Baylor back in class. Classes began yesterday on the Baylor campus. But uh, now turning the page and looking ahead to Texas coming up on Saturday. So that's what's next for the Baylor men. The Baylor women hosting UCF on Saturday. Bring Satya Messer to town. UCF uh, head women's basketball coach, former Baylor assistant. That is a 2 p.m. game in Foster Pavilion for the Baylor women versus UCF coming up on Saturday. Then they turn around very quickly and have a Monday night game against a a really good and hot uh, Kansas State women's team that is 17-1 on the year and uh, coming to Waco to play on Monday night in Foster Pavilion. All right, so that's a look ahead and uh, a look ahead to this hour. Tweety Carter, part of our Lunch with a Legend. Let you listen in to that. Thanks again to Aaron. Thanks to you for being with us. We'll begin with that after a break. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas. Two locations in Waco. One in Temple. One in Georgetown. Brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Also brought to you by the Pioneer Boys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. And we come to you from the Alan Samuels Studios. Thanks to Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. It's the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Aaron Sexton, and now we have John's conversation with Tweety Carter, Baylor basketball assistant head coach, former Baylor basketball All-American, former McDonald's All-American. He was honored at a recent lunch with a legend, and here is that conversation. Welcome to everyone. Really fun today. When we say lunch with a legend, we have a legend with us today. Let's bring him on up. Former Baylor standout. Member of Scott Drew's staff, Damon Tweedy Carter. Wow. Wow. This is amazing. This is amazing. All right. Where do we go from there, man? man that's <laughs> tough right there, Jay Mo. I, I just want to thank y'all for coming out. And uh, thank everybody uh, for all they do for this program because it, it really means a lot. And uh, I'm really grateful for it to be a part of it and to call y'all family. So thank y'all. You know, I had a thought. This is homecoming week at Baylor, which is it was just a special week at Baylor. Baylor does homecoming better than anybody. And it's perfect to have you here to help tell your homecoming story from having played here and come back now to be a member of Coach Drew's staff. So I think it's a perfect uh, tie-in with homecoming. Yes, it's amazing. Uh, my homecoming is a big moment. Uh, I'm pretty sure for everybody in sports. Um, and then when you have those moments, um, you know, you really want to be grateful and thankful for it because 
you know, when they come around. Um, you get to meet some great people. You get to be a part of a, a special day. And um, just to have this moment uh, means a lot to me and my family, I'm pretty sure. So thank y'all. Let me let you introduce your family yes. that's here today. Yes, I'm going to start with my friends over here, my family. Um, Riley, my niece. Can you stand up, Riley? <laughs> she like, don't make me stand up, on. Yes. Hey, Riley. And my sister-in-law, stay standing, Riley. Stay standing, my sister-in-law, Chanel. Been a, been a big part of my life. Nice. And this couple right here has been amazing. Uh, been knowing them for probably about eight, nine, ten years, maybe. Uh, the Andersons, uh, Nicole and Jason, can y'all stand up, please? Very nice. And this guy right here is, is, is a brother of mine, um, you know, uh, been around since I uh, came around Baylor and uh, been around since. He's showing me that shirt. Look at that shirt. This shirt from 2009, <laughs> 2010, right? And, uh, you know, he, he got the shoes too. So, yeah. Coach Adidas. Drew, can you see the Adidas right yeah. here? Adidas this is what we used to play in right here. Now we're Nike now, so. <laughs> And, Tweety uh, Carter specials yeah, yeah, right yeah, there. That, that, those got a lot of buckets in them shoes right there. <laughs> and uh, my mother-in-law, Guadalupe Neal, can you please stand up? Love you so much. Welcome. And my mother, um, you know, she, I didn't think she was going to be able to make it. Um, they surprised me, um, really brought tears to my eyes because, you know, when I tell my story, a lot of people, you know, hear from me, but to have my mom and to give my story means a lot to me. So Gladys Lumar, I love you so much and thank you for everything. <laughs> and um, last, my beautiful wife, Brittany Ann, can you stand up? Um, she's amazing. Um, she she take care of the family, uh, real head of the household right there. Um, do anything for the family and make sure that I'm on my P's and Q's when it comes to working hard and staying consistent. So I thank you for that and I love you. So right. there's my family right here. Fantastic. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Now, Brittany Ann, she did a good job of uh, surprising you with your mom getting here, yes. right? Yes, that was unbelievable. That's fun. That was, um, I don't know how she pulled it off because <laughs> I'm usually uh, telling her to get the tickets or get, get my mom here. And she, you know, she told me she had a meeting and I'm like, a meeting at eight, nine o'clock at night? Where you at? <laughs> it got to a point I was about to start blowing her phone up and they walked through the door. So it was a special moment. I really thank her for that, uh, cool. for that moment, giving me that moment. That's really it cool. It means a lot to me. This uh, has been a big week for you. Uh, I'm just uh, Maybe these are just the high points of your week, but Tuesday morning you were there at the Mission Waco prayer breakfast. Tuesday afternoon, the Waco Chamber tip-off luncheon. Coach Ken Carter's pounding you on the chest for some reason, <laughs> but you were front and center there. Then this luncheon today, and oh, by the way, yesterday was Tweety's birthday. Yeah, Happy yeah, birthday yeah. to you. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. It's, it's been a big couple of days. Um, you know, when you have these, uh, these opportunities to, uh, to speak, uh, give your testimony, you know, and to see the room like this, um, you know, it, 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 it's a humbling uh, feeling. And it means a lot to me and I cherish it because, um, you know, for me being from Louisiana and, you know, coming here in 2006 and to see the family, uh, that I have a family in Waco, um, man, it, 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 I'm big on family. so. You know, it brings tears to my eyes when I have these opportunities. So I just want to make sure I always let you guys know how grateful I am 
for this room, how grateful I am for everything that y'all do in my family. And um, I can't forget about my brothers over here, the coaching staff. Um, man, it means a lot. Um, you know, just to grow with those guys and learn from them, um, you know, means so much to me. And I'm forever grateful for these opportunities to, to get better. And that's been my whole thing since I've been a kid, just to get better each and every day um, and try to be the best I could be. Very well said. Welcome to uh, your basketball family. Coach Drew is here, Jason Smith, Jared Nunes, Luke Simons, Coach Bill Peterson, Charlie uh, Melton is here, David Kay and Caleb, welcome. And Miss Karen is here. Yes. Wouldn't be complete without Miss Karen. Yes, it wouldn't be. So, wouldn't be. She's awesome. Yep. Welcome. Uh, welcome to you guys. Never miss the opportunity to say the coaching staff that won a national championship <laughs> at Baylor in 2021. <laughs> Don't ever miss that opportunity. <laughs> I want to try something. He always do it when he when he's speaking. Um, so I want to try something. Can we give two claps for the national championship? Two claps. Here we go. Oh, Man, that yeah. worked. <laughs> it worked, Coach Drew. It worked. Well done. Very good. So uh, the obvious question on some people's minds, maybe you've heard this story, but I said, Demon Tweedy Carter. They said, who? Demon? Never heard that. Uh, just to make sure we that everyone knows, where did the name Tweety come from? Uh, my godmother. Um, my mom, you, you know, worked a lot. Um, was a great example for me, one of my heroes. Um, and, you know, she would, I would go with my godmother, and I, get, I, was, I used to cry a lot. I'm, I'm going to just throw that out there. I was very, very emotional, you know. <laughs> my, mom, my mom screamed at me. I'm probably crying, you know. And I used to go with my godmother, and um, she had on a show, the, the Tweety Bird show, and I would just follow that bird around and point at it, and Tweety stuck with me. It never, it never was Tweety Bird, though. It was always Tweety, so I ain't had to defend myself for people calling me Tweety Bird. So what age was that? that? You were pretty little then. Man, yeah, I was young. Mama, you probably know it better than me. I was young when I had that. That's a, I thought that was my real name. <laughs> yeah, there you Before go. one. Wow, okay. All right. Oh, okay. His mom said he was a crybaby. <laughs> yes, there you go. Right That's good. Day, All right, so you've been Tweety almost your whole life, yeah. which is great, yeah. and it fits you so well. So, And, and when I first got hired on, um, I couldn't do something on the computer. Ty was trying to help me do something, and I had to call in, and I'm giving him my name. I'm like, Demon Carter. It was like, uh, you don't work here. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've been working for about two weeks. I, I work here. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, try Tweety. He was like, Tweety Carter? You do work here. I'm like, yes, I know. I know. So there you go right there. Everybody know me as Tweety that's for good. sure. Well, if that's your uh, Baylor email address, it's, <laughs> it's pretty deep in cement there. So growing up, uh, St. John's Parish, uh, Louisiana, what, yes. what, what, was, what do you remember most about growing up over there? Uh, it being rough. Um, you know, uh, we stayed in low-income areas majority of my life. And, um, you know, just to come up in, in those areas, you know, taught me a lot, uh, made me grow up, grow up fast. Um, like I said, my mom was working all the time, so she would make sure we have everything we need. But, you know, just to go outside, I always had to 
protect myself, defend myself, and she would let that be known. So anytime I go outside and I wanted to go home and cry to her, she would probably whoop me and send me back outside. So <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather take that whooping from them than her. So, you know, I was always, it was, it was, it was rough. Um, you know, like I said, my mom worked all the time. My dad was in my life, but, um, you know, I was staying with my mom and just to see her, her work ethic and grind and not complain and see a smile. And she a uh, really God-fearing woman. So see her pray all the time. And any, any, it could be anything. I'm talking about food. She going to say, ask God. God going to break it here. You know, and so for me, just to have those moments and remember all of those things that she taught me how to be respectful, um, never disrespect adults. Um, and, you know, kept a smile on my face all the time because I knew if I did that, I had trouble at home. And, you know, and she, like I said, she taught me how to protect myself and my brothers. Um, and so just, just to be able to have that and grow from those opportunities and be, be one of the ones to, to try to make it out uh, as much as I can. And, you know, she was always there. And just to have those moments meant a lot to me. So I just want to always thank her for that because she's strong. Very nice. Wish took Coach Tim Bird would be here, but we'll send him the video. But Coach Bird was a, was a big uh, influence on you during your younger years, wasn't Yes, it? yes, yes. Uh, like I said, we stayed in the projects, and uh, just to see Coach uh, come into projects all the time and pick me up, and, and people would ask, who is that? You know, and I'm like, you, you, you better not mess with that. You see that purple van come here? You better not touch that van, you know? So, and uh, I've been around him since I've been six or seven years old. Um, and a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think he came into my life because of sports. Uh, beef. I didn't even think I was going to play basketball. I was baseball, football all day. Um, and my mom would tell you, I played on so many traveling teams. It was teams. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm playing this weekend or where I'm going. I was just playing. Anybody call? My mom would like, yep, you go and play. So, you know, for me to, to have Coach Bird in my life and uh, learn, a, learn a different level of structure, different, different level of discipline and commitment, um, you know, I, I thank him for that, too. He's another one of my uh, mentors and heroes. And, you know, I, I know I use that word hero a lot because you have different stages in life. And um, sometimes those those people come into your life at, a, at the right time. And, and when they when they do, you, you definitely want to be grateful for it because it taught me how to grow up a little earlier than I, I expected. Um, you know, and I, I matured fast. So. You know, credit to them for, for allowing me to, to make mistakes and, and not judge me on those mistakes. You were inducted into the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame last year, and you were gone with basketball tournament in Las Vegas, so you had Coach Bird uh, accept on your behalf. That says a lot right there. Oh, that, was a, that was a big moment, yes. That's, that means a lot to me um, for him to come out. And, um, you know, his wife, Tracy Bird, is battling. Uh, her mom is battling cancer right now. Um, which it, it, it breaks me down because uh, a lot of people don't know during the course of me being here, being in Waco, you lose a lot of loved ones. I just lost my uncle uh, two days ago. I don't speak much about it um, because I know I got to keep going and, and uh, stay strong for my family. Um, but, you know, just to not be able to make funerals, uh, you know, uh, when, when you have those uh, debts and families, it breaks me down a lot. Uh, many nights crying to my wife, uh, you know, just crying to myself. But I know I got to keep fighting through, through all of these things. And, you know, um, it's, it's hard because I'm a family guy and I came up in Louisiana and now you know, Waco is, is home, and I don't get to go back as much as I, I want to, um, but I know I don't need to as much to, at the same time. So, 
you know, all of these things that you go through in life, man, you, 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 you want to be thankful for it and appreciate, appreciate it uh, by it because it builds you, especially when you look at it uh, in a positive light. It builds you up. Very sorry for your loss, yes. your uncle. Appreciate that. So Coach Bird, who knows you uh, very well, probably as well as, as your mom does, he tells me about a story when you were about nine years old and the stray poodle was brought into the house. Do you remember that? Uh, did it scar you for life yes. with that poodle? Yes. When I seen that dog, I took off. and I, I had nowhere to run. I was trying to bust through the wall. A it's poodle. jumping on me. I'm like, it's killing me. It's killing me. I'm, I'm afraid of dogs, by the way. Okay. I'm a, and, and most people be like, well, you have dogs. Well, I'm afraid of other people's dogs. That's, that's probably the best way yeah. to put it. Yeah. If I don't know your dog reactions, I'm probably like, ah, you might want to get it. <laughs> so he said, the way he tells the story is you were up on the back of the couch and on the dining room table. <laughs> because of this little poodle <laughs> that and then is true funny uh, and funny that poodle uh, disappeared a couple days later so <laughs> never to be heard from again because they know i wasn't coming over there i was i was like you know what i'll just pick me up for practice i'm gonna stay at my mom's yeah, house this yeah week. i'm sure the poodle went to a good home let's <laughs> make sure of that but growing up and then playing for coach bird over there just uh, an unbelievable uh, high school career and when we say high school career with tweety that actually began in the seventh grade. You're on the varsity as a seventh grader. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, excuse me. I played uh, JV. I made the JV team. Me and one of my close friends, uh, Demarcus Branch, um, by the way, who kind of taught me how to play basketball, really. He used to beat me all the time in the backyard. It got to a point, I'm like, if you beat me this game, bro, we fighting after this. <laughs> you know, so it got, it got to all of that. But he taught me a lot, and uh, me and him was on a – uh, the, the JV team before he moved to uh, Vegas and um, you know one game coach we was losing playing the number one team in the state and um, he asked me if I wanted to go in in the first and I'm like you kidding me coach this family Christian like they're number one I'm, I'm good I'm good let the varsity handle this we just won our JV game I get to varsity when I get there and it, the first quarter went by uh, we losing the second quarter came about 5-4 I remember it uh, we was down 16 and he put me in the game he just called me in, and I went in. So, the, you know, when you're seventh grade, a lot of those older guys are stronger. Family Christian had a, a veteran team, nothing but juniors and seniors, so um, strong, you know. Um, so as soon as I got in the game, I touched the ball, and I shot it, and I made it, and I just started screaming. And then I made the next three shots uh, by end of the half with a half-court shot, and we was down eight going into halftime. And, um, you know, he's yelling at our guys, and um, – he looked over and said, from now on, he's starting. And I tapped, my, I tapped the marks. I'm like, bro, I'm starting. <laughs> you know, so and from that moment on, it, it just took off. The next, the next game, we had a tournament. Um, and the next game, I actually went from seven threes that game, the first varsity game, and to hit nine threes that second game. So I became a shooter all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> As a seventh grader, yes, going yes, against varsity, yes, yes, yes. that is wild. So the uh, total points. So Tweedy was a shooter. He was a scorer through his entire varsity career, which would include the two years, which he should have been on JV, seventh yes. and eighth grade. Yes. Seven thousand four hundred and fifty-seven points. Seven thousand four hundred and fifty-seven. It doesn't even seem possible. Yeah, that was that, that was amazing. Um, I think. I think the confidence that uh, Coach Timmy put in me as a, as a young kid, even seven, eight, eight years old, before we played any game, we used to listen to I Believe I Could Fly. 
And I really thought I was, I, I really thought I was flying. My name was Tweety. I was like, I'm about to go, I'm about to listen to this song and I'm about to go play because again, where I come from, I didn't worry about nobody hurting me on the court. So it was like easy to lock in for me. Um, and I couldn't shoot when I was younger. It's crazy. I could not shoot. I used to shoot with a little cock in my, I wasn't strong enough, I should say. And, um, uh, I would always get to the goal, and the confidence that he put inside of us um, was was amazing. Uh, me and my wife was laying on the bed. One of my friends called. It was right with my mom, and they was like, uh, we, we brought up the old times when we played All-Stars. We was going play, and he talked about how uh, we used to listen to I Believe I Could Fly, and he was like, man, we thought we could beat anybody. If you would have put an NBA team, we thought we could have beat them at that time. So, you know, just credit to Coach Timmy for uh, making us believe in ourselves and not, uh, not judging us based on wins and losses, but just judging us, you know, just giving us the opportunity to find ourselves within the sport. So. On the road with Baylor basketball from Manhattan, Kansas. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, I am fired up. I mean, man, our people are back. I hope the snow didn't stop all of them from getting in, but I know them. Like, they're, they're here, right? They're, 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 ch- they're in their dorms or apartments right now, fueling, hydrating, you know, getting recarb loading tonight. Right, and uh, they are going to be ready tomorrow. I, I, I know that. I, no doubt in my mind, our students are ready. Now, on the road with the Bears from Manhattan, Kansas, he is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton in with you on a Wednesday afternoon as we continue with John's conversation with Tweety Carter, current. Baylor men's basketball assistant coach, former Baylor basketball All-American, former McDonald's All-American, was honored at a recent lunch with a legend, and here is part two of that conversation. After Baylor, after your career here is over, um, you want to keep playing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's when real life hit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know when, you, when you at school, man, you, you, you don't know how much the program does for you. Um, until you leave. Uh, you don't know how much the coaches wanted to see what's best for you until you leave. And I wish I would have listened more. I wish I would have uh, did things a little bit better. But, um, you know, I'm grateful for the mistakes uh, that I made and got, I got a chance to learn from them. So when I started going overseas and playing professional basketball, that's when I understood everything that I was that, that was given to me. I, sh- I should have appreciated them a little bit more. So. Um, that was some of the rough, roughest time, 12 years playing overseas of my life. Um, so, but I'm grateful for it. 12 years, and I had to write this down to make sure I got every, yes. every place right. You were, uh, you were touring the world, uh, started out in Tulsa, that great overseas spot in Tulsa. <laughs> and then, uh, if I have these out of order, you correct me. Israel, Latvia. I went Cro- to Latvia first. Oh, I'm sorry. Latvia first, Israel, Croatia. Czech Republic, Germany, France, Lithuania, Poland, Greece, Portugal, and back to Poland to yes, finish up. Yes, that was that's quite the yes, travel yes, log yes. there. <laughs> yes, and that's when I, I realized uh, 
you know, going to Latvia, being in the small little uh, city out there in, in uh, Latvia, um, I was only there for three months, so it went by pretty pretty fast. Uh, the, the goal was to, you know, go there and make some money so I could take care of my family, take care of moms, and, um, you know, make sure that, you know, I was doing everything I needed to do to, to help her out and help my family out. And then um, after that year, you know, I, I, got a, I signed a two-year deal to go to Israel, which was amazing. Um, and during that course of Israel, I, some life-changing moments happened. I met my wife, um, got a chance to meet my wife. Uh, crazy story on how we met. Um, and, you know, when me and her met, I got a chance to fly out to Israel. And I think uh, that, that kind of changed my life because now I, I was fighting for more than just myself and my family. I was fighting to build a family. So that was, that was big time. Okay, you say crazy story how we met, but you don't. Yeah, I know. Give us some details um, there. So, or you want Brittany uh, to come up and give details. Yeah, I know, right? You, you want to come up? Look, she like, come okay. on, Brittany Ann. Come on. got set up through Lace Darius and his girlfriend. Blind date. Um, and at the time I was in Monroe, Louisiana, going to college. And um, she was like, hey, I want you to come with me to Israel. My cousin can't come. And I was like, great. You know, I'm taking the fall, the spring semester off anyways. Like, what do I gotta do? She's like, just get a passport. And I was like, great, wonderful. Fast forward to two weeks later, she's like, hey, Lace has a friend and he wants to talk to you. And I was like, how would said friend know who I am? Like, <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want a basketball player. I want a normal guy. <laughs> and uh, she was like, no, no, he's good. I was like, well, what's his name? She's like, Tweety Carter. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, that cannot be his, his birth name. And she was like, Google him. I was like, the man's Googleable? Oh no. <laughs> I get on Google. I'm like, this guy's got hundreds of articles. Where do I start? So I found an article from the Duke game and read how just amazing he is in, you know, records and things like that. And I was like, you know what? I'll take a leap of faith. Uh, fast forward, this is October of 2011. I was supposed to come to Waco his senior year to meet him, but I was like, there's nothing in Waco. I don't want to go there. <laughs> and so I regretted that. <laughs> but um, three months later, uh, he, you know, we, mind you, I'm sorry, we talked on text. And back then, this was before the iPhones got, you know, fancy. So we were like talking on Skype in this app called Tango. And the first day I met him, the first thing I noticed was his smile. And I was like, sold. Going to Israel. <laughs> I'm going to Israel to meet this handsome man with the most beautiful smile I've ever seen. And I remember I got off that plane and my mom was so worried. She was like, you're going to Israel. She's like, you need to be conservative and be careful. They got all these things going on. And I stepped foot out and I was like, this is the most modern country I've ever lived in. I'm thinking my mom scared me into going to Israel because I didn't know what I was expecting, but it was so modernized. And I see him coming down the elevator in the terminal and he walks up to me and it was love at first sight. Yes, yes it love was. Love at first sight. Yes it was. And we've been together ever since. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Man, she, she, you're a natural at this. I know, that's very good, Brittany. I probably need to get you to speak for me. 
Brittany, I'll sit right there and you just come on up and finish. I told good. him I'm going to wear this jacket just in case because I sweat fast. So I was like, I'm going to wear a jacket just in case I start sweating in my back. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's wet right now, J-Mo. <laughs> so 12 years, uh, mostly overseas. And yes. then what, would, what helped you make the decision to hang him up? Um, you know, you know, I have four kids, uh, my son, Michael, my, my oldest daughter, uh, Kyla, uh, Lonnie and Ileana. Um, and it was just getting harder and harder to leave them. Um, you know, Ileana, my youngest, she would ball every time I leave to go to the airport. We at the airport now. I call my age and I was like, Look, you, you're gonna have to give me like two more days home. I'm, I'm not getting on the flight. You need to tell the team they need to, the flight got canceled or something. And um, they, it would always work. I, I, I made it work, but it started getting harder and harder. And, um, you know, as they got old, mind you, I'm 2011 to, again, till I retired, I'm missing 10, 12 years of their life. Uh, for, I leave in August, I don't get back till May, June. And, and that was killing me. That was killing me. That was like, I don't see, I, 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 for the first time, uh, when I got hired on at Baylor, um, I got a chance to be with my, my daughter, Alani's birthday for the first time. Um, you know, I seen her be born, and when she was 12, I, uh, 11, I got a chance to be with her for the first time. So that moment meant the world to me, and I realized how much I was missing out uh, of being in their life. And then overseas wasn't always easy. You know, a lot of people see me smile and think my life was just, you know, smooth. And my mom here to tell you, like, it's not made up. Um, you know, I've been through a lot. I overcame a lot. Um, again, coming from these low-income areas, man, you see a lot. Um, and I've seen a lot of guys that had the potential to make it, didn't make it, came back. Uh, either felt like a letdown, got on drugs, um, and I knew what I didn't want to become. And so that's why I'm so big on communities, uh, because my community built me up to, to be strong, you know, and tough. And a lot of people get my, my confidence for myself confused. Um, I'm very, very confident in what I do at all times. I don't care if I got to kick a ball. I promise you, in my mind, I'm going to make it every time I, I get up here to do it. And, you know, going through all of that, I wanted to make it for that woman right there because I seen her grind. I seen what she went through. I seen all the uh, nights of crying, trying to figure it out for us, um, you know, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to take care of her, and I thought overseas was going to do that. And I thought, Tweety Carter, you have to make it because that's what everybody wants you to do and needs you to do. And so I started forgetting who I really was. Um, you know, I was looking at myself as only as a basketball player and that was breaking me down because I'm big on who I am, you know, and I was forgetting that. Waking up every morning, not, not unsure because I'm by myself, my wife and my kids not with me. And so now I got to fight through these uh, moments of not getting paid on time. Um, um, you know, I got to tell my wife, well, we're going to have to be late on this. Um, and, and, and it's easy to pick up the phone to call people. Um, but I, 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 I'm a man and, and I wanted to be able to take care of my family. And I didn't want to do that because if I did that and my mama tell you as many nights I'll call her crying or uh, venting, I'm just venting to get this out because I know I'm going to overcome this. Right. And, and, 
that's what, I, that's what my life was about, Over, overcoming things that was hard for someone else, but look at it and say, you know what, you got it. You can't become that because too many people depend on you. Too many people need you to be strong. And so all through, you know, overseas life was, that's what I kept trying to tell myself. And I got to a point where, again, my kids, my family, and I don't go home. My mom, first time being with me uh, for my birthday in 10 years was yesterday, you know, and I don't get to show my emotional side. And so that bothers me because, you know, I don't, I don't mind crying. I don't mind showing that because I know who I am. And I was forgetting that overseas. I was trying to become everything that social media wanted me to become. I was trying to become everything that I knew I didn't want to become. I just wanted to be a man that take care of my family and do what I needed to do, whether that's working, whether that's going to do whatever I needed to do. And overseas was starting to take that away from me. Overseas was starting to take who I was away from me, and, and I didn't like it. And, um, you know, going through my hard time, I reached out to Coach Drew, and he, he connected me uh, with, with, with some guys that played basketball that was in this rewire program. And as I was going through, I was visiting with him once a, once a week, every Thursday, um, you know, and we would talk for about an hour. And I would just vent to him about how I felt like a failure because I couldn't, you know, if my mama needed help, I had to tell her no today, you know, and that killed me because, you know, I never cherished money. I never cherished any of those things. I just wanted to see her smile. And that was my goal to make her smile and say, mama, I got you and let my wife know I got him. And even though I know she would do anything for our family, you know, I wanted to make sure I was the provider. Um, and overseas was starting to strip that. So I was meeting once a week uh, with this rewire program and every week my confidence was getting back and I felt myself getting stronger. And um, just many nights crying at night at 35 years old, J-Mo at 35, breaking down. Um, I'm in Poland. My ceiling had a leak. I got nut. I couldn't even stay in my living room. It was that bad. And, you know, I'm showing my wife this and I'm breaking down and she would always tell me, whatever it is you do, I'm going to support you to the fullest. So um, I, I, one day I got up, I'm like, baby, I can't do it no more. And I was like, buy my ticket. I had my dog with me. Um, you know, I brought Paco over there, my, my, my Frenchie, he was, he was there for me. Um, and, you know, I told him, I'm getting on this flight and I'm flying home and I'm coming home and I'll figure everything else out from there. Um, and that's, that's kind of what happened. That, that what drove me to uh, change my life. That rewire program drew me closer to God. Um, and I started thinking, you know, I'm much more uh, to this world than just a Tweety Carter, the basketball player. And that's when I started enjoying life a lot more. And I came here, I didn't know um, God was going to bless me so quick with the opportunity to work with uh, such an amazing staff, work alongside Coach Drew, the one, a man that coached me, helped me become a man. And we've been in Waco for probably about eight years leading up to this. And um, I would train around anytime Coach New called my phone or Coach Drew and them called my phone to come play, I would tell them, I'm going to cancel these workouts and I'm coming and play because, you know, I know what Baylor meant to me too. Um, and to go through all of those things, I didn't know what I was going to do when I was done uh, playing basketball because this is how I thought I was going to take care of my family. And when I got here, I was training. I actually took a, a, 
a job at, I, I took a head coaching job at Vanguard and I was really looking forward to, you know, being a head coach there. And, you know, a week before I was about to start, you know, God changed my life. Coach Drew called my phone um, and blessed me with the opportunity to, to possibly work here at Baylor. And now look where we at now. So, you know, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling to go through all of those mixed emotions, you know, because you, you, you know, it's so hard when you don't make it, your head just automatically drops and you think you're a failure. And that's what I thought I was. And then I realized that, you know, seeing those kids cry when I'm about to go overseas, I realized I was much more um, to this world than just Tweety Carter, the basketball player. So, Wow. Thanks for sharing that with us. Now, Director of Player Development on Coach Drew's staff, the experiences, the life experiences, playing experiences, everything else that you have gone through, you can now share with the guys that are here. Oh, that's, that, that is a must. Um, you know, I believe in giving back. And again, I talk about the community because the community built me. And so for me, it's to see those guys and not talk about myself, you know, try to get them to, to overcome things that they will go through. You know, not everybody going to make it to the NBA. Who are you outside of basketball? Find out, find, find that out, and basketball is going to be very easy. You know, um, and that's, that's like my biggest message to them is to keep, keep being strong, keep your head up. You're going to miss shots. You're going to make mistakes. And, you know, I learned this from when I was playing. Never let, let, never let one mistake lead to two. And I know some people may say uh, that's not a, a, a big statement to say, but that meant a lot to me. And now I carry it throughout my kids' life, my life, and it makes so much sense. You know, you make a mistake, um, don't just don't let it lead to another one. And I think the minute you can think that way, everything else makes sense. Should I get involved now and, and uh, maybe add a little something and 